I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, what happens if you mix a dragonfly with new metal? Find out now on this episode of... Godzilla Destroy All Podcasts. What's up? Come on in, sit down, relax, spend the next 45 minutes with your two favorite Godzilla fans, and you. You are like the third Godzilla fan. We're three fans talking about, hey, what's up? I'm Logan. You're <laughs> your wonderful host, the host with the most. I'm joined today by my guest host. Co-host. We're oh. not doing that again. Oh, okay. I'm still going to try it. I'm going to get I, Every time. Get. I'm going to catch it every time. With C. Montgomery Chuck. Charles, I'll allow that one. Well, I, I always call you uh, uh, Charles Montgomery because Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, his name is Charles Montgomery Burns. Is it Charles? Yeah. Oh. So, but he, but he always goes by C. Montgomery because Charles is a horrible name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to agree. You you did. You're like, yeah. I was like slightly like, yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. That is a horrible name. Uh, so C. Montgomery goes by Monty. Yeah, Charles. Joke's or, on you. I was named after someone else. That's true. You are a third. He's supposed to be. It's not on the birth certificate. That's interesting. There's a guy at work. He's he's the fifth. There's a kid on second shift, and I say, see the name where, like, who's running the machine and stuff. It says, whatever, whatever, the fifth. I'm like, holy oh, shit. He gets that prestige. Like, if you if you are, like, the fifth in the line, you, at that point, have to keep it going. You don't have a choice. Yeah. Your son's like, name is the sixth. It's now traditional at this point. Yeah. If you break that, like, you have five generations angry at you. When I, when I was younger, I thought about changing my name and putting the third back on there. Fuck yeah. Alright, so hey, uh, welcome to Godzilla Destroyal Podcast uh, with Chuck and Logan, Logan and Chuck, whatever you want to call us. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about uh, powers and abilities and appearances and trivia of certain kaiju throughout the entire Godzilla universe. Did I recap that good enough for you, Charles? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, doing that in case this is their first ever episode listening, you know, so it's a new thing. Yeah, you know, every now and then for every so many episodes, yeah. a good idea to... Let what if someone's what like, doing. fuck yeah, I love Megaguirus. He's my favorite. <laughs> he, this is the first episode I'm going to listen to. You know, Megaguirus isn't the worst kaiju, <sighs> but he's not on my top five. On my personal list of worst kaiju, he's in the top ten. Oh. Yeah, I don't like Megaguirus. <laughs> you don't like Batcher either. I don't like Bat. I'll get into why I don't like Batcher. I just Megaguirus. don't think you like bugs. No. What's my favorite? What is my favorite kaiju? Your favorite kaiju is, uh, Megalon, yeah, which who is, is a bug monster. Yeah, but he he he's got like that wrestler mentality. <laughs> which right, I think so I like, like bugs if they wrestle. Yeah, you like wrestling bugs. So the weird dung beetles or the rhino beetles. Yeah, I feel that like wrestle. if you played Pokemon, your favorite one would be like, uh, oh, what's his name? That blue beetle dude, Heracross. Yeah, Heracross. Look at me, high school. How the hell did you remember that? I remember that over you. You have much more Pokemon knowledge than me. Yeah, you could agree to that. You I, do. I, you, I, I, no, I agree to that. It's like, I can't find a way to argue this in my favor where I'm Yeah, you just fucked up. Accurate. Just yeah. say you fucked up. Yeah, I fucked up. All right, so, hey, uh, what's new with you, Chuck, before we get into uh, the, the topic? Uh, sadly, 
the newest thing with me, my mom's cat died yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was 18 years old. It that was a, a female Siamese. That was an old cat. Yeah. Had a good long life. 18's long for yeah, a cat. Yeah, like, uh, I got, I helped my mom get that cat, like, during my first year working at my first job. And now you're 45 years old. I'm 45. <laughs> no, my age will not be stated here, but I am younger than that. Are you afraid to say? You're almost 30, right? Are you, are you 30? Are you 30 this year? I will be 30 this year. Oh, my goodness. It's so good because I was the first of our friend group to turn 30. And now you everyone, are a resident old man. Yeah, but now everyone's starting to cross that threshold. And I'm like, ha, ha, I'm not the only one anymore. Fuck you guys. Welcome to 30. I'm the welcoming committee to 30. Tell me, Logan, what's it like to be 30? Honestly, honestly, when people say your 30s are better than your 20s, I believe it. I, you know, like I'm a little older, I'm a little more wiser. I like to just enjoy my home time. I feel like you've gotten more ambitious. I have gotten very ambitious by the last few years with stuff I'm doing. I don't know. I just. Yeah, like you're doing resin stuff. You got a bunch of podcasts you're doing. Mm -hmm. I was going to say coming out, but I don't know if you have any plans anymore. I'm not starting a new podcast anytime (laughs) soon. I got enough going on. I got enough going on. Yeah, you know, going to the gym. I mean, I don't know. I think think 30 has been very good for me. 20, it was kind of like, just go have fun and be lazy. Um, Now it's more like, get some stuff done. Enjoy your time. You know, and just enjoy life. Yeah, you know, I feel like from birth to, like, 19, you just do what you're told and listen and learn. When you're 20, you get to have fun and do what you want. And then when you're 30, you have to start getting your shit together. Yeah. And you don't have to get your shit. Like, you can get your shit together anytime. It's recommended. It's recommended. There's different levels of what shit together is, I think, too. Like, when people say, like, oh, my God, I'm 30 and my life's over. I haven't done this and this and this. Like, dude, those check marks are fucking... Doesn't matter. I don't have kids. Like, I'm not married. I have a very serious relationship. I've been with her for 10 years. But, you know, like, you don't have to do these societal standards of things that, like, I have to do this by my 30. No, fuck it, dude. Like, just enjoy your life. As long as you're happy, who cares? And your 30s, I think, will be better than your 20s, you know? So that's, that's, that's the wisdom from the, from the old man atop of the tree, me. For those of you who are worried about getting old. Yeah. Well, I, I pull up our, our listener. Uh, analytics and most of our listeners are between 14 and 19 well to be fair so we have a lot of children listening <laughs> so future wisdom we're just the old sages of godzilla to these <laughs> young kids that's kind of like my life i'm not really doing anything special just keep on the grind sorry for your mom's kitten charles rest in peace couple of little house cleaning things so Real quick, uh, we got a couple new five-star reviews, Charles. Yeah, we got some new comments from you guys that we really liked. Hey, you guys. You guys gave us good comments. Hey, so if you want your five-star review from Apple Podcasts written, read, written, read on the air. We will read it as we write it. (laughs) No, we will read it if you leave a five-star review. Uh, On Apple Podcasts, you can also leave a five-star review on Spotify, but you can't leave a review. You can only leave a rating. That whole thing. All right, Charles, I've already read these to you, but I kept the name out of it. Because this is a yeah, really, tell me who the name is a really good name. First one, uh, Cheese and Transformers. Cheese and Transformers. That is the. That's a damn good name. That is a good name. I he did the kid doesn't say where he's from. I'm guessing Wisconsin. That's that's high Wisconsin life for me. <laughs> Cheese and Transformers. Please leave whatever comment and let us know. No, it's right. a child. I don't. We don't need to know where a child is from. Oh yeah, you know that's a good point. I'm going to imagine from Wisconsin. Alright, <clears throat> Cheese and Transformers says, This podcast is one of my favorite podcasts. Parentheses. Probably because I don't listen... I Probably because I listen to a few, but don't talk about that. In parentheses. 
I'm 12 years old, and I think I've been a fan for four or five years, and this show feeds into my obsession. Aside from the train in the background sometimes, and these guys messing up words, this podcast is good. Could you do a podcast on Manda? All right, I live next to a train. I'm sorry, Cheese and Transformers. It's going to happen. Yeah, and I, I try to get it out. for tripping over words every now and then. Uh, tripping over words, I, I have no excuse. I, I, I can't say words right half the time, so you got me there. But My brain works faster than my mouth, and I say <laughs> words ahead of time sometimes. Uh, could you do a podcast on Amanda? So there's a few of these like small guys I would love to do a podcast on. You know, I actually like Amanda, even the mm-hmm. like, old school design. It looks kind of interesting. Um, there's, he's made a lot of cameo appearances in movies, but I don't think Manda has his own movie. That well, I, I was going to suggest this. We do, because like a Gorosaurus is one of my favorites. Yeah. We do like a combo episode of these smaller ones and just bang out an episode with like two or three of them in it. Yeah, so like Manda and a Gorosaurus. Like a lot of these smaller guys, like when they make cameos, it's usually with a couple other guys. Yeah, like we can't really like, there's not a, like, I don't think we get a 40 minute episode on it. Like, hey, you want a no, five minute episode? Like, sure. <laughs> We'll be talking a lot of bullshit for those episodes if we did them separately. Right. So, yeah, I think if we did, like, a combo episode, I think that's the way to yeah. go for Amanda. It's I like would love bund- to... Mando's and... Mando, Manda, and Agorasaurus are definitely down the pipeline at some point. Yeah. We'll do, like, a bundle episode. Yeah. All right. Here is from uh, Angelus TSP. I've listened to a couple episodes, and I've really enjoyed it. It's definitely going to be sticking around in regular shows I listen to. Thank you. Uh, can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts on Shin Goji. Keep up the good work. Keep up the great work. Sorry, great work. Ooh. We do great work here, Charles. I, I thought we did. Uh, yeah, so Shin Godzilla, I was going to actually suggest, because this episode, I let you pick the topic because I picked the last couple. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't want you, if you didn't have a choice, I was going to suggest Shin Godzilla. I do have that movie. I know. I think I have the movie actually. Yeah. I think I gave you my spare copy because I bought two by accident. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've only seen Shin Godzilla once actually, so I need to rewatch it. So Shin Godzilla, I think is sooner than later. I've watched it twice. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's very interesting. Yeah. A a very fresh take on Godzilla. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. When we, it's probably sooner than later. I think by yeah. the end of summer we'll probably do uh, that. Yeah, we'll probably get that one out here in the next few episodes. I think, yeah, when you so, another big guy. So keep your keep your ears open and your co- podcast feeds peeled. Yes, I I'm I'm not touching that one. What? No, I don't know. <laughs> just don't know. just hit hit the just, subscribe button. They'll download automatically. That whole shit. Follow, subscribe, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Yeah, all the all those YouTube things I keep telling you to do. One other small little quick house cleaning thing. House cleaning is a podcast term, Charles, for like things you do in the beginning of the show to like keep people up to date and stuff. Yeah. So uh, doing the reviews is housekeeping. Uh, my live show for my D&D podcast is coming very soon. It'll be June 25th, uh, Lost Legends, Tales of Thern. If you're in the eastern Iowa, northwestern Illinois, southwestern Wisconsin area, come to the live show. You can meet Charles and I. Uh, even if you don't like D&D, like, it's gonna be just a fun show where we just, like, improv on stage and, I mean, Charles won't be part of the show. No, I'll be in the audience. You'll be there helping me set up the stage. Yeah, I'll so. be setting it up, and then I get to sit down and watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, June 25th at the Tiny Pond Theater in Maquoketa, Iowa. If you're in the area, I'd love to meet you. Come down. There's still some tickets left. It's a very small theater, so t- tickets are very limited. Uh, if you want to learn about how to buy tickets, go to Tiny Pond Theater on their Facebook or just look them up on their website. You can find uh, m- that my show's pod or my podcast's 
social media. Holy shit, my brain just like just decided. I just saw. I saw you staring at me, and you're like, "Wow, you're fucking up really good." I'm like, "Yeah." The, the look on your face is like, "Uh." Yeah, and then I saw you, and my eyes just locked onto yours, and you were just like, "Oh, you're you're drowning right now. You're drowning." <laughs> Lost Legends TOT on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can DM us there if you're interested in coming to the show, and we can put you on a will call there. Just Venmo, Venmo or PayPal for payments. So that is the end of my housekeeping, Charles. All right, I don't think I have anything else to add right now, so I think we can hop right into it. All right, so uh, I posted on our Instagram at Godzilla DAP. Our next episode, we discuss Mega Garrus stats, powers, abilities, and appearances. Have any thoughts on the big old bug boy? Or big old bug girl, I guess. Let us know in the comment below. Uh, I only posted that yesterday, so I only got one. So if I posted a few days earlier, I might have got a couple more. But from Scotty Moore 96 he commented, Megagirus looks like a punk rock version of Batra. I love the design, and I think it fits right into the style of the Millennium Era. Now, we talked about that a little before we started this episode. I and... think the, the, the fit and design, the f- design fits right in the Millennium Era, for sure. Oh, definitely. Scotty, I want to discuss the punk rock version of Batra. Like, when you say, bat, like, it's the punk rock version of Batra, I thought that the Batra is a punk rock version of Mothra. Yeah. Because it's, it's the black and the red, and it's all like, I'm angry boy, I'm gonna, yeah. like, you know, spit from stage. It's called gobbing, when the punk rock kids would spit. In the 80s and 90s, Charles, punk rock kind of, like, took off. This is musical corner. So what they would do is called gobbing when the audience members or a band would spit on the audience or the audience would spit on the band. Oh. And it was like a tradition. Like, that's what you did to a punk rock show, gobbing. I feel like I would be in the back. Of no, yeah, no, I'm not part of that, no. So, Batra, I can definitely see gobbing someone in an audience. <laughs> I don't know if Megagirus would do that. I think Megagirus is the new metal version of Batra. Yeah, I think that's more accurate. You know, it came out in 2000. You have like bands like Korn and Limp Bizkit and other new metal bands kind of coming up. Even the series, like the Millennium series, that sounds yeah. more new. Very, yeah, so like if you if you take like new metal Gigan and new metal Megagaris, they're like a, they're like new metal best friends. They're like going yeah. to a Slipknot concert and having fun. I am actually surprised they didn't have Megagaris in Final Wars. That would have been interesting. You know what? Yeah, he'd have been like one of the ones that got like one clap, but it would still have been interesting to see him there. I wonder why. Maybe because he only... I mean, none of the other new uh, Millennium era, like Orga, didn't appear. That is true. Although, I don't think it would have made sense for Orga to appear, since it would have been a different alien organism from the aliens that were already in that movie. Right. Unless they brought it with them from space, but they, that's what they had Monster X for. But, like, the whole Final Wars thing is like, oh, all these great monsters, but, like, none of the new Millennium ones came in. I, I think because you only just saw them a few movies ago. That could be fair. They're probably going for more retro monsters, yeah. bringing those back. Yeah. Also, Megagirus sales were pretty abysmal in Japan. Yeah. Like, when, when this movie appeared in America, um, I did the stats on the movie. I just looked up, like, really quick. Uh, it only appeared at G-Fest in, like, 2001 <laughs> for, like, a quote-unquote theatrical release. And then in 2003 on the Sci-Fi Channel. So, it didn't really have a release in America besides the Sci-Fi Channel and, like, the few thousand people at G-Fest. Wow. So, yeah, theoretically, this movie did not do great. Even in Japan, only made like $10 million. I guess you're right for not liking them then. Yeah, well. Also, like, the fandom online of what I saw considers this the weakest of the Millennium movies. Honestly, probably, because, like, he gets clapped in, like, two or three hits when he actually gets hit. She. 
She. That's the female. Yes, it is the queen. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, uh, because the fight is definitely kind of a throwback, but it's not a super great fight, I don't think. It's a fun fight. Yes, it's interesting to watch, but not, like, the best fight you could see. I never once thought Godzilla was in trouble. Nah, he just, he, he looked more annoyed. Yeah. He's like, oh, all right, I gotta, ca-. it's like if a little kid runs away from me, I'm like, I gotta fucking catch this kid. Like if we're playing tag or something, like, I don't know, yeah. like, oh, this kid runs fast. Like, mm. there's a point where he gets knocked into a building, he gets up and shakes his head, like, all right, I'm done playing with this. Yeah, he's like, fuck this noise. All right. And that's when I get serious. <laughs> um, So let's get into the powers and abilities of this and stats of this big boy. How big is Megagaris? Uh, well, he doesn't have a height measurement because he's more long than he is tall. So they went with a length measurement of about 50 meters. Okay. Which is the average height of kaiju's back in the Showa period. Yeah. Original so he, he was about 50. as long as most were tall back then. Yep. And then the wingspan is where he makes his money, though. Yeah, the wingspan, not as nearly as wide as the legendary Rodan we did a few episodes ago, but about, I think, almost less than half, actually. He's only got an 80-meter wingspan. Yep. Uh, Also, he's kind of light, right? Yeah, no, he is not heavy at all. He is only 12,000 metric tons. That might be the lightest we've done so far. That might be. I don't want to look it up. Have we done Ebra yet? We've done, yeah, we did Ebra. He, He might be lighter. I don't know. He's not, he's just a crustacean. I don't think he'd be that heavy. It's so funny. Like we've only done, this is like our 14th episode, but. Yeah, but we do them one month at a time. So that was like a year ago. There's a big gap. And then also I have podcast brain where it's like, if I look up information on something and I do a podcast on it, all my information's gone. Like I used to do a paranormal and horror podcast uh, and I would look up all this paranormal stuff. And then like the second the episode's over, I'm like, I don't remember a single thing I just said. (laughs) (laughs) So I have that with this too a little bit. Um, 12,000 metric tons, pretty light. Yeah. But it's interesting because at one point during their fight with Godzilla, they are pushing him back. They, like, collide. Yeah, like, Megagirus is, like, throwing him back into a building. So, got some strong wings, I guess, maybe, getting that perpetual motion. Well, I guess that makes sense, since as far as his abilities go, a lot of it relies on his wing power. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He can fly at speeds of Mach 4. Also... He can uh, emit high-frequency waves by fluttering his wings so fast that it disrupts electronics. Oh, I got something. Hang on. Actually, I forgot about this. You're, you you saying the speed reminded me of it. Let me look it up real quick. So, um, Justin, who left us a five-star review on the last episode, I asked him, because we asked a question about the speed of what, what the speeds are for Mach 5 and stuff with the Rodan episode. Oh, right. Um, oh, crap. All right. Uh... So here's what he said. We're asking about the speed of Rodan. I know we're going back a little bit, but this will help us understand the the mock speeds a little bit. So in the episode, I said, hey, Justin, let us know about the speed of Rodan versus like the the jets. Um, Something like that I said in the last episode. He says, all right, Rodan was chasing an F-35 Lightning II. Their speed is 1.6 Mach or 1,200 miles per hour. I would say that Rodan is faster and would give him Mach 2 at least, which is 1,534 miles per hour. Reason he could keep up with these jets, no problem, and he was outperforming them. Thanks for the shout-out. Hey, no problem, Justin. Here we go again. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Mach 4, so going faster than the jets. Yeah, breaking the sound barrier. as fast as the legendary Rodan, by that standard. Yeah, faster than the legendary Rodan. So, yeah, there was that little bit, so yeah, I just wanted so to bring that up. 
He he may be light, but he is quick. He's a quick boy. Yeah, in addition to the high frequency waves and black blacking out electronics, basically, his wings are actually you can't really tell from the the monster in the movie. It doesn't really look that sharp, but his wings are actually sharp enough to cut through steel and concrete. Did they do anything with that in the movie? Yeah, when he first comes out of the water in the movie, he flaps his wings really fast and then slowly cuts through a building. Oh, okay. And then drops the building on all the uh, soldiers down yeah. below. That's how that one tech guy gets his arm broken. Okay. Uh, so we go into like just, just the whole abilities part really quick then, since you're kind of let into it already? Yeah. Okay. Uh, other than uh, his wings and flight abilities, he's got his stinger, which he can use to pierce his enemies to drain them of their energy. So yeah. he's got uh, steel energy. That's a Heroclix reference for anyone who knows what that is. No one's going to get that reference. Oh, I hope people get it. We need to bring that game back. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the Stinger was actually the most interesting part of him. Yeah, it was able to steal Godzilla's energy at such a fast rate that as Godzilla was trying to blast him with his breath, the energy was literally being sucked Dissipating. back down his throat. Yeah. Because he stabbed him in near the balls. Yeah. Right in the crotch. Um, oh, going back to the, the, the flying really quick. Um... Also, his flying ability has ability to uh, short-circuit electrical equipment. Also creates a really, like, a sound that hurts people's ears. Because we noticed when they first started flying, like, he, the humans were like, oh my god, my ears! Yeah, but I noticed that that sound, the sound wave aspect, aspect of it didn't really bother Godzilla. Yeah. Like, so, for humans it was too much, but for other kaiju it probably wouldn't be a big of an We have big delicate little eardrums, Charles. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> Which, yeah, the, also which is why it's we a, get annoyed by trains in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, sorry, I just wanted to bring that back. I remember I had that in my notes. No problem, no problem. All the extra info these people get, the better. Absolutely. And then, uh, in addition to when he drains the target's energy, he can also unleash a fireball powered by that same energy that he drained. Which is why when he fired at a Godzilla, since it was Godzilla's own energy, it was strong enough to knock Godzilla to the ground. Do you think he would... It, do you think it works like that where it's like, oh, I, I absorbed Godzilla's nuclear energy, so this is a nuclear fireball? If he, like, did that to, like, let's say Ghidorah, would it be an energy lightning type fireball, you think? Well, if you think about it that way, Godzilla feeds on nuclear energy, so firing it back at him probably wouldn't do much but give him back his power, basically. So I think when he drains it, he converts it to his own energy type and then fires that off. I would be okay with that headcanon. Because that would make more sense. Because mm -hmm. if it's nuclear energy fired back at Godzilla, that's just going to make him stronger, not hurt him. Right. So he's got to do some sort of conversion. Yeah, because if, an, if yeah, because if he feeds on nuclear energy, I don't assume nuclear energy would do much damage to him. And if it knocked him to the ground, it couldn't have been strong nuclear energy. Well, then at that point, also, Megaguirus is also then kind of like immune to nuclear energy because it's feeding off of it. I mean, most kaiju are. So would his atomic? So at the end of the movie, he gets blasted by the atomic breath. What? Technically, that shouldn't hurt him, though, because he just drained it. Oh, we're getting into a paradox now. How does this work? Yeah. Hang on a second there, writers of this kaiju movie that's 22 <laughs> we're, years old. We're poking holes in logic here. <laughs> uh, what else does uh, this, this flappy boy have? Uh, he's also got his claws. We're getting to the basic abilities here. I now. like the claws. I yeah, like them. They're, they're, not only, they're, they're not only claws. They're also pincers. Yeah. Which he actually grabs Godzilla by the throat with and throws into a building a couple times, I think. Mm-hmm. Which... Also, he chompy. He chomps Godzilla. He tries to chomp Godzilla. Yeah, he tries to, like... He hits him on the head a few times, tries to snip him at the around the body. 
Uh, but yeah, he mostly uses them to hold on to his targets while he drains their energy, mm-hmm. so he can kind of keep them in place so he doesn't slip the stinger out. It's a big, like, anime. Like, I see, like it's like a Dragon Ball Z kind of move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of a fight in Dragon Ball Z that kind of made that. Kind of like a cell. Like, yeah, cell. Yeah. Like, uh, when he was holding on to Piccolo and, and then stuck his, his tail into him, yeah. yeah. Very Piccolo, or very So Mega Gears is the Piccolo Millennium Monster. Cell, the Cell. Cell, Cell, not Piccolo. Piccolo is much more, much more badass. Um, and then weaknesses of this guy? Honestly, I think he's only got one weakness, but it's a really big one. He has low durability compared to most kaiju. Like, yeah. Godzilla had a hard time hitting him, but when he did, it really mattered. basically two shots done technically one shot probably would have finished him it looked like yeah if he did one really strong shot probably but i'm assuming because all the times he had been getting drained throughout the fight and prior to the fight is probably why it took him a couple hits Mm -hmm. but it only took one or two hits with his atomic breath and that took him down um and then we didn't go into what megaguerus really looks like what does it look like we mentioned it in my opinion he looks like a mutated dragonfly that got overcharged with Godzilla's power and became super huge. Although he doesn't have the two sets of wings that a dragonfly has, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he only has the one set. He's only got the one set, but it can flap at the... Like, you know, when, you, when you're when you looking at a dragonfly and it's flapping its wings, it's like super fucking fast. It looks like you're only looking at the body. Mm-hmm. His, he's going to make his wings do that too, which is where you get the frequent high-frequency sound waves and fucking up electronics. Um, he's got like, what, what color would you describe his skin? Like a blackish green? He's got like a, it's mostly, it's mostly like a dark, like I'm thinking like either a dark brown blackish kind of color for the base. And then he's got highlights of like greenish yellow throughout his body with like, I think his eyes are like big reddish yellowish. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a reptilian type face. Yeah. But I'm assuming he's getting the reptilian features from the energy that was given to him from Godzilla, from all the little baby Meganulas. Um, I did find that they did base him off of, uh, like, a, a Cretaceous period type uh, bug. Yeah, I think in the movie he was supposed to be from, like, back in dinosaur times. Is, um, uh, well, we haven't gotten into the plots of the movie yet, but we can probably bring that up then. Yeah, uh, go into, while I find the actual name of this fucking uh, real bug, yeah, um, go, go, into in, the go into the, the, the different life cycles of it, the right. evolutions. So, it starts as a Meganula, which is, it's dragonfly form, but smaller. No, actually, it starts as a Meganulan, which looks like mm-hmm. kind of like a beetle type thing. Mm-hmm. And after a while, it will hatch into a Meganula, which is a dragonfly form. That is actually the final form for most of them, but if you're the queen female, you turn into a massive Meganulon and then give birth to the Megan Megagirus. Yeah, so that's its evolutionary cycle. I like man, I just I'm a sucker for like It reminds with, me of Beedrill. Yeah. I'm a sucker for like evolutions in Kaiju. I just I have made it. like two Pokemon references in this already. We're we're Pokemon fans, so that's We all are, right. we are. Alright, so I found what the original, the actual extinct bug's name is called. It's in Latin, so... Um, Mega Nura. Mega Nura? Uh, M-E-A... Or M-E-G-A-N-E-U-R-A. Mega Nura. That's slightly different spelling. Uh, is uh, extinct... This is right from Wikipedia. Is extinct insect from the late carbon... Carbon-free... Fr- period. 
approximately 300 million years ago. Resembles a present-day dragon dragonfly. Uh, they're predatory. They desire the diet of other insects. Um, so here's the interesting part, Charles. Want to know how big these fucking bugs were? How big? Wingspan of 65 centimeters to 70 centimeters. You know how big that is in inches? Because we're American. Uh, 25 to 28 inches. Can you imagine seeing a fucking bug that size nowadays? <laughs> An over two foot, two foot size bug. Uh, no, I'm going the other direction. I was terrified of dragonflies as a kid. Like one landed on our house and I refused to play outside. I'm I like, actually liked dragonflies as a kid. I hate them as a kid. As an adult, I like them. Because, you know, fun fact about dragonflies, Charles, their legs are only for landing purposes. They can't crawl. You're welcome. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Now you learned something today. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so, yeah, it, it it's based off a real bug from ancient times of the dinosaurs and whatnot. 300 million years ago. That's pretty neat. Um, so, fun fact, this makes it, like, the second oldest villain of a Godzilla villain. Because Destroya is from, like, 450 million years ago, the little crab things. Oh, you mean, like, timeline. Yeah, timeline in the, like, overall, like, oldest. Based on where the thing comes from. Yeah. So, there you go. Destroya is a little older. I like how the bug-type ones are the oldest. (laughs) Yeah. Syrian's all about dinosaurs and shit. Or yeah. is Destroyer more of a shellfish since it comes from the ocean? Yeah, it's more of a shellfish. It says it's more shrimp-based and stuff. We did that episode. Yeah. It's one of our least downloaded episodes, actually. Is it? Yeah, weirdly I enough. Like Destroyer, though. It's like one of your favorites. I like no! to look at that stat and be like, ha, suck it, Charles. Oh, come on, guys. Give me some love. It's <laughs> a cool monster. Um. All right, so we did powers, abilities. We did appearance. Uh, you got any fun facts about this guy? Uh, Fun facts? Uh... Well, in the movie, as a fun fact, he comes through a wormhole mm-hmm. that was created when they fired the Dimension Tide, which is a cannon that fires a miniaturized black hole, which is insane. Yeah, well, I, I want to talk about that black hole cannon thing uh, when we go over the movie. Yeah. Um, but so um, they, I I found this, they made a separate suit with legs for promotional appearances. Oh, yeah, they called it Lega Gears or something? Yeah, <laughs> Lega Gears is awesome. <laughs> I wish that was just that like, the movie. Been- that would have been great. Like, it just spawns. Like, although, if they did that in the movie, I feel like it would have just been another, like, mon- like Godzilla thing. Kind of like Space Godzilla and Ogre mm. type thing. And they it, already did that with... It gives me Monster X Ogre. vibes. If you look at the suit, kinda yeah, it feels like Monster it X. It does. It looks like that a little but bit. But this would have been before Monster X. It would have. But yeah, I feel like since they had just done Ogre not too long ago, they didn't go with Lega Gears. Because it would have to have looked like a Godzilla counterpart. Also, I just love that it's called Lega Gears. That's so the great. slang term. The, the, the name is so great. Um, yeah, that's all. I, I didn't have a lot for trivia. There wasn't a whole lot of trivia I could find on this stuff. I even yeah. looked at the IMDb and stuff uh, about the movie. There well, wasn't... considering he was one of the least liked, even in Toho's eyes. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming they didn't want to put a whole lot of stock into it after that. Yeah, there was... Um... Yeah, so let's just talk about the movie then. You ready for the talk about the movie? Yeah. Alright, so what's what is the movie called, Charles? The movie is called Mega Gears vs. Godzilla, I believe. Or Godzilla vs. Mega Gears. Godzilla, either way. Eh, Charles. Eh. I'm sorry, yeah, we gotta put the big guy first. Godzilla vs. Mega Gears. Yeah, if you know... Yeah, Proper yeah. respect. There you go, there you go. Alright, so... Uh, we, usually don't talk, we usually don't talk about the plot of the whole movie, but I want to hit a couple things. So, let's get into the black hole technology. Yeah. Because that's how Mega Gears comes to Earth. So yeah. 
So their idea to defeat Godzilla in this movie was to fire a black hole at him from from a satellite in space. But the issue they were having with the black hole cannon, which was called Dimension Tide, was that the black hole was too large, so they had to bring in a scientist to make it smaller. And once they did, they had to test fire to make sure it worked. And so during, they wanted it. They wanted the black hole to be two meters, yeah, six feet, basically. Yeah, which is nuts like god damn that's just insane like i love the idea of the black hole gun because it's like such a fun new concept but fuck that's like like how does how does it just know to stop being a black hole uh that's actually an interesting thing about black holes like as they're consuming everything they're supposed to actually get smaller and dissipate and disappear that's why they had to bring it down to two meters so that would do it quick enough so it wouldn't do irreparable damage to the planet is that real science or is that pseudoscience? It's actually real science, and I'm going to make another Pokemon reference as to why. So in the Pokedex entry for Gardevoir, she creates black holes to predict its trainer. But someone did the science behind it. The black holes that it would create are too small to do anything. They would just dissipate before it did any real damage. I don't know. That sounds like pseudoscience. It sounds like pseudoscience, yes, but I'm making the reference. If we have any scientists, if we have an astrophysicist that if listens to the show. Someone please find like, a better way for us to explain a black hole going away. It just seems, it just, it just gets full and it just collapses, huh? Basically. It shrinks? That seems... Like, the stomach is full. That's, the, that's, the, that's what I... I don't know. That sounds fake. It probably is. I looked it up, but, you know, the internet lies. Well, because at the center of our galaxy is a super massive black hole. Yeah, but it's consuming the galaxy, so it's got enough food but, to keep like, going. How does it? I don't know. I don't know. That sounds fake. But if it's real, hey, oh, fuck, man. I mean, that's what I heard, so I'm going with that. All right, if I'm it checks wrong, out. It does. <laughs> no, no, I didn't look it up. But like, oh, okay, I thought you were in, looking in, it up. In movie logic, it checks out. I'll believe it. Yeah, we'll go with that. If it's real, then hell yeah, dude. Yeah, feel free to bash me for my poor investigative skills. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, they, they they get the black hole, they test the black hole gun. And, yeah, and after the test fire, it uh, leaves, like, a kind of time warp ripple called a wormhole. I'm sure many people have heard of these before. Yeah, yeah, you know, wormhole, yeah. And uh, they're all like, whoa, those are real? Kind of freaking everybody out <laughs> that it was still there. Mm-hmm. And then later that night, a kid stumbles into the woods, and he sees a meganula fly out of the wormhole and leave an egg behind and fly back in. The boy picks up the egg and takes it with him. And that's the egg's we... big. It's like yeah, it's bigger uh, than a football. It's about the size of the kid's torso. I we we forgot one very important thing. What do we what is the name of the organization that has this weapon? Oh the G Graspers. Yeah, the G Graspers. <laughs> this is like one of the most wild names for an yeah, organization. We, we've, we've heard G Force. We've heard um, Godzilla Defense Force. Yeah, I mean G Graspers. God, that's a weird name. I don't know where they're getting Graspers from. Is it because they're going to grab them with a black hole? But that wouldn't make sense. Their hats look cool. Yeah, I, I like want one hats. of those hats, but that's a weird name for a team. G Graspers. Yeah, and if I'm going with the the going by Graspers, but grabbing with the black hole, that still wouldn't make sense because they came up with the black hole idea after they founded the name. Um, they do have a cool name for their ship, the the GX eight thirteen Griffin or the Griffin. Griffin's a good name for a yeah, ship. I like Griffin for for their plane stuff like that. Um, Griffins are cool. So yeah, they they they're trying to. Basically, they're the ones, the organization behind the, the black hole technology and stuff. Um, yeah. Fun fact about that organization in the movie of itself. The woman who designed the the black hole weapon 
the actress appeared in a couple of Showa Godzilla movies. She appeared in Three-Headed Monster, uh, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, and also Godzilla vs. Mothra. She did look familiar to me. I yeah. couldn't remember which other movie she was in. Yep, yeah, so she was in a couple Showa movies. That was on my least watched, so that's probably why I didn't immediately recognize Really? It. Godzilla vs. Mothra is good. I've seen mo- more Heisei than anything, but that's all my right, favorite series. Right. In America, it's called Godzilla vs. The Thing, the English dub. It is. We'll I talk about that when that. we do a, the, the massive Showa Mothra episode. <laughs> it's going to um, be huge. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Yeah, Some of the Showa ones are going to be stuck. Like Godzilla vs. The Thing, all the Rebirth of Mothra movies. Oh, yeah, God. God. Like, we that's may, why we, we may haven't... need to split that one up. That's why we haven't done those yet because they're so they're they're big. Mothra's got almost as much going on as Godzilla, if you really think about it. Um, Also, really quick, talk about the movie. Um, In this universe, they do harken back to 1954 of the original Godzilla, but it's an alternate universe because that Godzilla survived. Oh yeah, I actually remember like when they're doing the black and white flashback. Like, bits of it are from the original yeah. movie. But then when they show, like, Godzilla's face, it's the Millennium Godzilla. Yeah, and I'm like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, like, the lower body is, like, the old Godzilla's legs. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't match. Yeah, it's kind of cool um, on how they, like, reshot it. And it's like, no, this is from 1954. Yeah, right? like, it's like an updated black and white version of Godzilla with so, the Millennium. Yeah, so in this universe, Godzilla is a a, a threat that keeps happening. He attacked again in the 60s. Uh, and then... Yeah. So apparently he just keeps going after their power sources. Yeah, so he went after the nuclear the nu- their nuclear power plant in the sixties, so Japan's like, fuck this, we're gonna do renewable energy. Wasn't enough to keep up, so they went with plasma energy. Yeah, and then Godzilla came back and attacked the plasma. Sites. I don't understand how plasma energy I understand how nuclear energy works. Nu- nuclear 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 energy works. I think he had it right the second time. No, it's nuclear. Nuclear is how you not nuclear. Nuclear is nu- the real way to say it. Nuclear? Yeah. Nuclear energy. Uh, cause you know what they do, they get the, 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 the nuclear stuff and it gets water really hot and then they collect the steam and the steam is what powers the stuff. That's super, 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 super so basic. It's how steam energy by nuclear power. It's nuclear steam energy. <laughs> yeah. That's basically how nuclear power plants work. I think that's how I had a friend explain it to me. Like I was a five-year-old one time. I'm like, Ugh. okay, my, me having you explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. Again, if our that. science is wrong here, please correct us. I'm not a scientist, no. I, I am a person who enjoys science. but That's an interesting thing. All right, so the bug comes through the wormhole, drops off an egg. Little kid grabs the egg, takes it back home. Yeah, to, I believe, Tokyo when they moved. No, no, Tokyo. It wasn't Tokyo. It was a different town. Oh, right. Then they moved to Tokyo and he brought the egg there. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but then he's like, oh, I don't want this egg anymore. He just dumps it in the sewers. <laughs> I forget why he did that, though. Like, I think he was getting freaked out because of all the fluids coming out of the egg. Yeah, it was like getting all goopy and shit. Yeah, all gooey. So he's like, uh-uh. The box he's hiding it in was falling apart. So he's like, all right, I gotta get rid of it. And he tried to just leave it off at the dump first because yeah, it was a trash pickup. And then this Karen of a woman is like, no, not today. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that would affect the movie at all if it was in a landfill instead of a Yeah, the because sewer. it wouldn't have been able to, like, properly... Like, they have to germinate in, like, a, well, I guess, grow. I don't know. I think germinate's not. I don't know. That's kind of mosquito-like, because mosquitoes need water. Yeah, it it needs, like, a moist area. So, if it was in a landfill, maybe it wouldn't have survived. So, that Karen screwed them all. God damn it. Thousands of people dead. All right, so, then it it starts sprouting eggs off the big egg. Yeah, like, you just see them, like, like small little eggs coming off, and then they start getting bigger. Mm Mm-hmm. So then eventually the movie turns into a horror movie for a little bit. Yeah. Which but, I was digging. Yeah, that was actually a really horrific part of the movie to watch. So it it's 
it's a little bigger. It's about the size of a human, and it eats a couple, like a, a couple that were on a date. Uh, and it's very horror movie-ish. It, it comes up and yeah, like, like, spits acid in their the face. The girl goes to get a guy a beer, mm-hmm. and then it's he goes to sit down in an alley, and it's just hanging on the wall behind him, and then just comes down and just pounces and kills him. And then when the girl comes back, she's like looking around like, hey, where's my date? What's going on? Picks up his like gooey headset. And then this thing just spits some black thing in her face, some black fluid in her face, grabs her by the neck and drags her off. And you just hear her squirming and then silence. That is terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. So then after that, you see it molt and whatnot and it starts to fly around. So from there, the G-Graspers are about to launch their black hole on Godzilla. Yeah, because they finally saw him come up on land. But then a bunch of these fly boys just show up out of nowhere. There's like thousands of them. Yeah, I think they said millions, but I doubt that was... It didn't I look think they were million. exaggerating. Yeah, it was, it was thousands, probably. Yeah. Um, but they can't really launch the black hole at them from the satellite because there are too many in the way. Yeah, it can't lock on because there's too many targets. And I actually liked this scene because you could see the CGI, but also the practical effects when Godzilla's stomping on them and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was... I, you know, it was a good mix. I like that mix. The CGI doesn't really hold up because it's 2000. Right. But, you know, if you have to have it, if you mix it with practical, I, I'm i willing to forgive it. Yeah, more. I mean, we're, we're always suckers for practical yeah, uh, I effects. Yeah, I love practical effects. So, uh, eventually Godzilla kind of destroys some. Then yeah, they he, launch the black hole at him. He just slams his body into the wall, heats himself up on his dorsal fins, burns them off. And then he just says, fuck it, starts blasting them out of the air. Mm-hmm. So then they finally launch the black hole at him, and they don't really explain how Godzilla survives the black hole. Uh, apparently, they weren't directly on target. I still think it should have grabbed him, though, because it would have been close enough. Right. If light can't escape a black hole, there's no way he can. How would Godzilla, if he's, he's just like, adjacent to it? Maybe because he's so heavy? I don't know. Couldn't don't, get sucked in? I don't know. I'm not a black hole expert, especially not in this fiction. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I my explanation of it was... Bad enough as it was earlier. <laughs> but basically, enough of those. This is the what? What's this form of mega gears called? Mega mega uh, These were the mega nula. Mega nula. I was get. I can't. My brain will let me say it without saying megalon. Mega nula. A lot of megas. I know. Um. So they take some energy from Godzilla, take it back to the queen, yeah, the ones the that queen. lived anyway. Yeah. Uh. They give the the atomic energy to the queen. She turns into big mega gears. Right. And immediately demonstrates its shockwave power. Mm-hmm. Just starts taking out all the electronics in the nearby area and cuts the building in half for fun. Finally get the fight. Yeah, then we get to the fight biz. Finally. She immediately seeks him out for more energy. Mm-hmm. Because why not? Say, hey, this badass, what I could I could be more badass. Um and this is it's still kind of a horror movie a little bit because at this point, though, Godzilla is the victim. <laughs> yeah. Because she's flying around so quick, Godzilla's like, oh, where the fuck is she? And then, like, the camera pans, like, oh, I'm here, bitch, surprise, and attacks yeah, him. Yeah, the, the close-up shot was kind of funny. So, I, I like I like the, the, the different approach. Yeah, the, the horror approach to it was interesting. Like, I would, I would really like to see, like, a straight-up horror Godzilla movie again. That would be cool. Yeah, I'd be into that, for sure. Like, it's all dark and gritty. Um, so let's break down the actual fight really quick then. Uh, so we'll do the whole thing, but basically this kind of a stalemate. She's really quick. Godzilla can't really get a hit on her. But the damage she's doing isn't enough. Exactly. But there is the cool shot where she pushes him into a building. He falls down and then she smiles to the camera. Oh yeah. The 
the the creepy smile like eh, i got you and then she drops like the pointed building part of the building yeah, just, onto him just waves goodbye and knocks the building on him <laughs> um i like when kaiju have personality like that. oh yeah that's always a I, it's always a place. Like in our in our Rodan episode, we said that he like cracked a smile before he did his uh, barrel roll and took mm-hmm. out all the jets. Like he knew what he was doing. Anytime a kaiju smiles, I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't really hurt Godzilla. He's just like you know got some cobwebs. Yeah, he gets up. He's irritated. Shakes it off. He's like, all right, I'm 100 percent done with this shit. Um, we get the body slam. Can we talk about the body body slam, Charles? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he plants his tail in the gr- plants her tail in the ground, and she tries to drain his energy again backs up and just leaps at her <laughs> it i laughed pretty hard when i saw that i was like oh because it reminded me of like the megalon movie yeah it's very pro wrestling it, it i think if they weren't going for it to be comedic i think they needed to cut the scene where he's in the air if they just had it to where he's jumping and then he lands on yeah, him yeah because when they did the air scene i just kind of that's where funny. i lost it i was like oh my god that's amazing <laughs> yeah because he's like looking it's like looking straight up into the sky at him just falling on you yeah that's more of gotta get more of a comedic grasp to it very much so very pro wrestling um and then she godzilla shoots her out of the sky twice that's pretty much it you know body slam couple of blasts and she's done yeah we talked about how she stabbed him and then like the energy was draining out of his mouth was trying to blow her up you know yeah we already covered that and honestly due to her low durability i think the only reason it took that two or three hits to take her down was because he had been drained a few times prior. Mm-hmm. Had he not been by all the little Meganulas and then again by her later, I'm pretty sure one good blast might have done it. Yeah, probably would have done her in. So not super durable, but an interesting, fun new take on a kaiju fight, I guess. So I want to talk about why I don't like Batra in Megalon. I thought you liked Megalon. Or, God damn it, Megagirus. Your Mega's right. I know, there's too many. Um, so, many. so the reason I don't like Megagirus and Batra, because A, there's already a flying kaiju with Mothra, and yeah. they did it right. If you go back to the original movies, when you have the fla- the flappy wings, it still looks like they're flapping their wings to a point where they can stay in the air and fly. Yeah. And they make it interesting, even though it's the 1960s, they make the fights interesting. Still, with this one... The fight's not super interesting, I don't think. You know, the stinger drain energy makes it a little more. Yeah, that made it. But a it's more hard to be in, invested to think this is a close fight. Like, oh, can I outrun her? But like, she's not going to get that hit to kill Godzilla. Right. You know? So it just feels clunky. The fights don't feel like there's any real stakes except a quick, oh, I'm going to hit it and run, hit and run, hit and run. You know, and like, you're not going to wear down Godzilla doing that, I don't think, at least in my mind. So the fights always seem clunky. And then there's, in my brain, I only want one flying bug kaiju, and that's Mothra. All others are bad imitations. Yeah, I think the only significant damage that Megagirus did to Godzilla was when, after absorbing his energy directly, and then firing it back at him, I think that was the only significant damage done. Yeah, I mean, that was it. Maybe if she just kept draining Godzilla, maybe it would have been a a consequence. that's probably what her plan was, is just keep draining him until he's dry. But that's about it, you know? Like, I don't... Yeah, I, I never take her Batra as a real threat. Yeah, I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's why I don't like those kaiju. That's why I, I don't like this honestly, movie. Honestly, as far as Batra goes, I didn't take him as much of a threat to Godzilla as I did Mothra because they stated in the movie that Mothra already beat Batra, mm-hmm. and Mothra most of the time doesn't beat Godzilla anyway. Yeah, so it, the stakes aren't really there. And I don't say I, I let me take that back. I didn't dislike the movie. 
it was entertaining enough. Yeah, it was a good movie. I like how there was narration in the beginning, which there's not very many Godzilla movies that do narration. Right. So, you know, I mean, is it one of the weaker of the millennium? Probably, but I don't hate the movie by any means. Yeah, I mean, we, we try and go monster v. monster, not movie v. movie yeah. here. So, so. I, we're comparing the monsters more yeah, than the I just don't the like movies. this. I'm, I'm an old butt. I like, you know, for the same reasons I don't like May Garris and Batra. I don't like the original show of Rodan because if it's flying, okay, it's kind of interesting. When Rodan's on the ground, he's awkward and walking like that's not a threat either. That's why I don't like show of Rodan. I hate show of Rodan, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was Mega Garris. Thank you for joining me, Charles. Yeah, thank you for having me again. Um, where do we put this guy on the tier ranking? We always do a tier ranking. Uh, tier ranking overall, he's not that big a threat to the G Man, and I think that's usually where we're basing our things yeah. on is how much of a threat they are to him. Says he's not, she's not that big of a deal to him, unless, like, maybe double-teaming him with another kaiju, but since we didn't see that happen, I'd have to put it in, like, low D, high F tier. Wow, you go, you went that low. Yeah, it's not that big of a threat to wow. him. Wow, I was gonna say C. I have it at C tier, just because it's, it, they made it. I mean, I, I I think C tier would be more Gorosaurus area. I think Gorosaurus is lower than that. <laughs> Gorosaurus has a drop kick. That's Dude, all he the can drop do. kick though. That's what matters. <laughs> that drop kick put Ghidorah on the ground. So <laughs> I don't know. I think this is a C tier kaiju. Okay, I'll go C minus D plus. Yeah, maybe a maybe a low C. Maybe F tier might be too low. Just because this. the stinger and the ability to drain energy, if it kept doing it, or if it had the swarm also fighting. And draining. Oh, yeah. That, that could really... If the really... swarm hadn't all gotten wiped out, although the rest of them that did survive earlier, they died when giving the energy. Yeah. So I don't think they would have been around regardless. If it was the swarm and the big mama, I think it could be a legit threat. Yeah. Just big mama. Yeah, you know? I, I suppose to be fair, though, earlier in the movie, the scientists did say that they usually attack in swarms, and there was only one of her. Yeah. So if there was a swarm, probably would have made a much bigger impact. Mm -hmm. But strictly one v one, not that great. Not, not that great. So I guess I was going. Yeah, that's a fun fight. fight. I guess I was going F tier because of the one v one. But if it was in its <laughs> most best conditions, I'd put it C tier. I still say T C regardless. If it had the swarm, I'd say high C. I'll go D B. But all right, we disagree on something. That's fine. Yeah, that's like totally like, like Biolanti. <laughs> I'm not letting it go. You love that motherfucker. I'm not letting it go. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been Godzilla Destroy All Podcast. Please follow us on the social, me social medias at Godzilla DAP. Uh, check out my other show, Lost Legends Tales of Thern, live show coming up very soon. Uh, you could check out my personal TikTok if you want. I make stuff out of resin, mainly dice, if you're a dice nerd that like D&D. Hey, yo, Logan Voa, TikTok. Uh, you know, doing stuff there. It's been fun. Charles. I'm still boring. I don't have any of the Thank plug. You. Thank you for joining us. Why don't you lead us out, bud? Join us next time, and always remember to thank God for Godzilla.